There's so much information that is coming at us. There are so many sources of information and to some point it becomes overwhelming. I invite you to be open. I invite you to share your insights and experiences. So hi everyone. Welcome to another recording of Chinyambuyo podcast. This should be your favorite podcast at this point. My name is Warindi. I host this podcast and today I have a lovely guest with me who is one of my best friends actually. Maybe I could say my best friend but we're in a trio so <laughs> Lauren please introduce yourself. Uh, hi, my name is Lauren and I'm an avid reader just like Waridi and we love reading novels and I'm glad that she invited me here today. Yeah, as maybe you've heard Lauren mention, we are doing a book review today and the book that we're reviewing is called The First Woman. It's by Jennifer Makumbi and it's a book that... I don't know it resonated with me because it's a coming to age book. It's a coming to age book of a girl who's 13 until I think when she's about to join uni. That's about 18, 19 I guess for most people. And so the story really resonated to me as a young woman and that's why I was like, "Ah, I'm going to review this book with Lauren because at least we sort of have the same experience in life." We will start off by taking you through the story that is in the book so at least you have context about what we're talking about. So as I mentioned, the story is about Kirabo who's a young woman. She's actually a girl, 13. Yeah, she was 13 at the time. Mm-hmm. So she's 13 and she lives in Shags with her grandparents. Her dad is called Tom, he lives in the city. She also lives with her cousins and things like that. Yeah. yeah. They used to share rooms. Mm-hmm. And she was the favorite child of her grandparents, specifically her granddad. Uh, who loved her more than he loved yeah, everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> God's favorite. And as we mentioned she was in school and I don't know if she'd met Sibo yet. She had, but it was like a childhood crush at the time. A very small crush. Not was really at the time when she was 13. Yeah. I think when she was 14 or 15. Yeah. Um so at this part of the story we are introduced to Nsuta and Alikisa who are rival wives. I guess I could say that. They're both married to the same man. Alikisa is Kirabo's maternal grandma and Suta is the second wife of Miro. Miro, yeah. who is Kirabo's grandfather. Yeah. Alikisa has all the kids. Yeah. And Suta has no children. And so that creates like a rivalry between them. And also something else that is very different between them is that Suta is very African religious. Her religion is like the African thing while Alikisa is very Christian. So they have a difference in values when it comes to that. And Kirabo sort of steps into the rivalry when she's trying to find her mom yeah. because she's never known her mom her entire life. She just knows who her dad is. And because her grandma and her family don't want to tell her who her mom is, she goes to Nsuta now to tell her. Because you know, it's it's a legitimate question. I want to know who my mom is. And now that sort of widens the gap between Nsuta and Alikisa. Yeah, so when Kirabo goes to Nsuta, Nsuta tells her about the first date which was how women used to be at the time. Mm-hmm. She would tell her stories of the past and tell her about feminism. 
she would also be sure to tell her about things that are much more beneficial to her and she would lead her to the general direction of where her mom is mm. not exactly where she was exactly like directions but she would tell her like your mom is a teacher mm-hmm. somewhere yeah so you just follow the clues to find her to find her <laughs> yeah that was all she gave her yeah i think that one of the most shocking things for me from this book is that they have feminism in the old times yeah, in uganda they do. in their cultures yeah it is a buganda tribe i guess so they have feminism and they have a name for it in my culture we don't have the word <laughs> feminism <laughs> They did. If I remember the name, it was called Mwenkanon yeah. Kano. Yeah. In your own culture, was feminism practiced? Is there a word for feminism? I don't think so. That yeah. one I would Mine have to well. ask yeah. my parents. Mine, I'm sure <laughs> there's nothing like feminism in my culture. And then we've left to us uh, where Kirabu is trying to find her mom and she's speaking to Nsuta. Then after that, she finishes her exam. I think it's like our version of KCPE. So then she goes to live with her dad in the city expecting that her dad lives by himself but only to find out uh-huh. that she was betrayed that's how she put it <laughs> the betrayal how could Tom do this to her mm-hmm. Tom had married the wife was called Nambi and mm-hmm. she was the stepmom they had two children two children yes a boy and a girl a boy and a girl and the wife was like i really don't want to take care of another person's child please get this child away from me and don't ever let her come back here so tom was annoyed he was like why are you said, refusing my why child why refusing and i've said that this child would stay here she's my child and she will stay here they had a fight they would not talk to each other and then you know things happened and The part that pissed me off was mm-hmm. when the stepmom told Kirabo to go and sleep yeah. with the dad. What that was, was very that? disrespectful. That was, it was actually yeah. very demeaning to a child. A child you are telling to go and sleep with the dad. Ah. And as we were speaking earlier, I had put this question to you. I now want you to do it on <laughs> record. <laughs> About uh, if you'd raise another man's child, children, not even child, children. who you know nothing about or would your reaction be the same as Nambi's but not maybe to the extremes of being like a bad person yeah of course you'd be shocked that the person you married had a child and you'd be who is a, a grown yeah. adult no no she's like adult she's like 14 at the time. Yeah. yeah it's a whole 14 years you've known this person is your child and what not and you didn't even tell the person you are going to marry so i resonate with her a bit there because being given the responsibility of another human being and you who you don't know who you didn't you don't know you didn't even know she existed so i feel like that part was a bit bad but you know she's a child she's a child yeah. she's she a didn't child. deserve the treatment that she, she got she did not deserve the treatment and i feel like you have to be kind to other kids. people to kids especially she was a child she didn't know anything she's not the one at fault Yeah, yeah, blame the parents. Then the parents don't blame the child. But I feel like relationships today are full of deception. If someone is not lying to you about a child, they're lying to you about something else. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, that's they're true. They're lying to you about something else. So it's like um this thing that we watched together in uni. It was a Korean show. Like it was a obstacle course of people being shot Squid Game. Yes, yes. Dating nowadays is like is like <laughs> Squid Games. <laughs> So Kirabo is living with her stepmom and her dad. The situation gets so bad 
that she has now to live with her auntie. And when she's living with her auntie, she's then called to St. Teresa's, which is like a, a good school. It's for the yeah. students who are very clever or something like that. And it gives me vibes of sitting in your KCP and then you're called to yourself, the school that you went to, and alliance. myself, the school that I went to. <laughs> <laughs> you're called to maybe Alliance yeah, or yeah, yeah. Kenya High. Yeah, and they're like, wow. You're like, it was uh, the same it vibe. Was, it was, I think it was yeah. the same vibe, yeah, that I got from that book. And then the school was called St. Teresa's. And of course, it was run by nuns. Nothing against them. <laughs> But it was a very strict school, which leads me to ask you, between CBC, the new system that seems to be quite laid back, and the 844, how do you feel about CBC? CBC is a bit more Mm hands-on. Do you think we have the capacity to do hands-on work? I feel like hands-on work, you could learn something from school and practice it Mm, somewhere else. But as you know, we just read... We were just reading, mm-hmm. doing exams, reading, doing exams, reading. So I think it's a good CBC, system. It's a good system, but we don't have resources. We for don't it. have resources for it yet. So maybe it would have been pushed mm-hmm. until <laughs> we, had we the have resources. The enough resources. Because <laughs> I'm seeing people are suffering out people here. Are suffering with CBC. They want to make buses for their children, and Swimming I'm like, pool. where? <laughs> Swimming pool. This is the first time I'm hearing about it. Swimming pool. Yeah. Swimming pool. Cars. You have to cook chicken. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it has, just, it's, it's a lot. We, it's I don't lot. think we were ready for that system. Back to our story about Kirabo. So she settles in quite nicely at school, but she's also looking for her mom. Yeah. And I think another part is that she was bullied by the girls on the phone that she was looking for her mom. Yeah. And they told her, maybe it's because of your skin color. Yeah. Because she was darker than, she was like really, really dark. And they bullied her because of, they like, maybe your mom left you because you were dark, which now leads me to a very tricky question. Colorism in Kenya. Some people feel like it doesn't exist. I think it does. It does. It does. (laughs) I'm telling you, it It does. It actually does exist. It does. Because you'd see how people are treated. Mm -hmm. Like, if you meet someone who is Mm light-skinned, they'd be treated differently than how a dark-skinned person would be treated. Even if you go on social media, you'd see a light skin, they'll have... Model. They have more... They'll have more, more likes. Job opportunities. More job opportunities, more, more branding. Yeah, more branding, yeah. Yeah, and for dark people, it's just insults. It's hard, yeah. Upon insults for them, yeah. At that point for Kirabo, I felt like they should have just come together and supported her instead of just starting to insult her. Yeah, because they, they even tore up the poster, the poster that, that she, she had put written. Up, yeah. It was really bad. So, uh, back to our story, Kirabo is in high school now, which is a very big achievement for her. And now back to the conversation we are having earlier about housewives and career women and how I feel personally that we have to choose one thing. Maybe I have a scarcity mentality, but for me personally, I feel like you cannot properly thrive in both unless you're working from home. That's true. And also to thrive on both, mm-hmm. you'd like need help, maybe with the house help to mm. do chores and extra income yeah. to pay for that. And you'd need extra income. So I think if you're more inclined on doing career, your career, then you can do your career work and leave like the housework to maybe someone else. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure you can't do both housework you can't and work. You can do both. But, like, I'm sure some people can do it. Yeah, but it takes greater energy. That's the thing. Yeah, it it does take energy. But and I'm people have really... mom guilt. Yeah. Of when you're working so hard and you haven't seen your kids, you just start feeling bad because you've not seen your kid. But at the same time, at work, you have to prove yourself every time for you to get promotions or for you to stay in the job. Yeah, that's so true. So I feel like it's a, it's a catch-22 yeah. of sorts. 
yeah so you'll tell us about Kirabo and her first love see you uh, <laughs> if i remember correctly Kirabo started feeling this when they were going for their daily water runs mm-hmm. to the uh, the well to the well yeah, yeah. So without thinking Sio would fetch the water for her and just give her the pail so that she'd just go. And you know other girls were just fetching it for themselves. Yeah. And you know that would make you feel some type of way. A bit special I yeah. think. So I think that was when the, the relationship or the, spark, or or the love the spark, or the infatuation yeah started. started. So Sio would walk her home they would meet they would talk it was just a crush thing mm-hmm. i don't know how to describe it but comparing your first love and your loves after your first love uh-huh. was your first love crazy not really mm-hmm. do uh, you feel like you made weird decisions <laughs> i did i did. <laughs> i did make the weirdest of choices but you know you learn from them even if it was bad you'd learn more I agree for me um mine was I don't know it was actually also in primary school mm-hmm. it was the same kind of vibe because again I I did my closet in shags so <laughs> <laughs> my story sort of the same but mine there was no water well we were just very true shy human beings who've never met again but so is life so now we have Kirabo who's in love with Sio and they are exploring physical attraction and i wanted to ask you about <laughs> labia elongation uh-huh. because when i read it in the book i was like ha huh, this is a very serious thing do you know about labia elongation let me just tell you the truth uh-huh. it's the first time i've met this word labia elongation in this book like i've never thought like it's a real thing so in my opinion i was like ah what is this Then I went and googled it and found out like it was to increase the size of your labia. Yeah, yeah. and it's also for you to feel to pleasure. Feel, yeah, pleasure, yeah. Yeah. But you see this guy compared it to FGM. Yeah, exactly. So I was thinking if it's I don't know cuz the women in the Bugandan culture feel like for them it's a way for them to feel pleasure, so they do it for themselves. And some people might consider it mutilation. But anyway, that's still up for debate. But it's a new thing that I also learned in this book. But is it really mutilation? I don't think it really is. It's But just Western, modification. Yeah, Western eyes or might feel like why are you changing your body for this and this and this, you know, whatever. So they are trying to explore themselves without actually having sex because they are afraid of getting pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we would say that Sio was respectful to Kirabo. Mm-hmm. But then Sio met someone else. Sio met someone else. <laughs> Kirabo's best friend yeah. Gibwa mm-hmm. and then went ahead and had sex with her and got her pregnant and got her pregnant quick. very quickly and then Sio was in front of Kirabo's door saying crying. we need to talk crying yeah yeah, yeah. he was and crying. presenting it as if it was a mistake when it wasn't I don't think cheating has can ever be a mistake it I cannot I don't think it can be a mistake it cannot and I also don't like how he categorized the two women one as a saint and one as, the other one as a devil he sexualized giboa and put kirabo on a pedestal yeah as this perfect person but i feel like men do that, that all the time everyone it's true someone told me that when you meet someone they already know if they want to be serious with you or not just based on how they they see you so tell us about nsuta and alikisa okay nsuta and alikisa we are taken back to when they were still in primary school and they made this pact that they would marry the same man 
and considering how things went for them it was a really bad decision mm-hmm. don't make weird yeah. parts it was very it was a really weird part and you know alikisa wanted to go through with it and also nsuta think that alikisa was going through with it didn't want to disappoint her but she later on said that it's true they were really making bad decisions because they were kids yeah Anyway, we have now Miro comes into the picture. Miro is looking to date Nsuta. Mm-hmm. Miro came from this family, a rich family. They had land, they had cars, they had livestock. They were just rich and they had plenty. So to come on and look for Nsuta and saying that he wanted to talk to her without the parents interfering with them. Mm-hmm. So they would go on walks, they would talk about the future, they would talk about things and Nsuta felt like ah this man doesn't want to marry another wife and that would be a betrayal to the pact. Mm. So Nsuta told him that she wanted to continue with her education, she wanted to be a nurse and that really made Miro mad. So uh, Miro went ahead and married Alikisa. They had this big celebration, having friends over, saying, ah, Nsuta really messed up by letting the man go. So by the time Nsuta was, they were writing letters to each other. Mm. Alikisa updating Nsuta on things, telling her how they have a child now, the wedding, everything. She was just updating her and now Nsuta could feel the jealousy coming up now mm. because she it was supposed to be her. It was supposed <laughs> to be her. But now she she left that chance to go. Yeah. Yeah. So when she came back, she came back as a nurse, right? Yeah. So she came back the first time they met with Miro again was when Miro's Miro's father came to the hospital and Nsuta took care of Miro's dad. Mhm. But unfortunately, Miro's dad ended up dying and things just went like that, yeah. So at that period when Nsuta was taking care of the dad, the flame came back, mm-hmm. like the spark came the reignited. They were just having fun, the two of them. And then that's when Nsuta became pregnant. And you remember that Nsuta had bad eyesight. Yeah, so one day she slipped and fell. That was like the end of the first child. I think she did not want to give birth again. Miscarriages are very traumatic, yeah. Hats out to every woman who's gone through a miscarriage or has lost a baby. The very sad moments and losing your first child at that. Yeah, it's really bad. It's really bad, yeah. So they went on. After that, they became co-wives. I think but their relationship was not good yeah, as co Yeah, it wasn't yeah. as good as it Would was. Would you become a co-wife? <laughs> no. <laughs> that is something I can't do. I can't imagine you, sharing someone. Thing, yeah, of course not, but in this situation I feel like it would have worked. Yeah. It's just that I feel like Miro himself pitted them against each other. He did. Yeah. He did. But as they they were going to marry at the same time but Miro did not want to have a second wife. But if Nsuta got married first that would have been the end for Alikisa. But Alikisa had a backup plan. Why is there a scarcity mentality about this man? You see I know they had a pact 
But why is it that oh we must all marry this one man? It was their mistake. It was their mistake. Yeah, was their they mistake. were children. They yeah, were for children. making that pact. Yeah. Then I think afterwards we are now introduced to Tom dies. Yeah. Yeah, Tom dies and his wife is left with two children and I think she's very devastated. I feel like nowadays if women we get widowed, we sort of according to how the patriarchy has been structured and also because it's a family, you lose your protector and your provider. In this case for Nambi, this man was both the protector and the provider of the family because I didn't think she she didn't have a job did she? No. So she was left with no income without an, a member as significant member of her family. Yeah. Um, then after that, Kirabo feels very sad and she renews her fervor and energy to look for her mom, who she finds. But her mom is probably one of the worst human beings on earth <laughs> because she pretends that I don't know who this child is. I've never seen them. Yet she's the one who birthed this child. Yeah. But I do understand, however, because she gave birth at 13, it must have been very traumatic for her. It was. Because she was in, was she in primary school or high school? I think primary. Hey. That's trauma times four. Because <laughs> now, imagine 13, of course, now your body doesn't know how to handle a baby. So yeah. I'm imagining physically it was really heavy for her. Second, school, she obviously was kicked out. Maybe for the duration of her pregnancy, home, I'm sure it was dramatic as well. And now she gave up her baby to be with Tom. But even though it was traumatic for her, I don't feel like she, would, she should have alienated herself. herself from Kirabo for her entire life. And then when Kirabo is trying to look for her mom because her dad is dead, she has no parents on earth. This woman pretends that to Yeah, Yeah, which reminds me of the story. I know it's very different, but I don't know if you had this um, girl in, I think it was somewhere in Mombasa Road, who I think ate her baby. What? Beat her baby. I don't know. She was just... It was physical violence, but she was very aggressive and she had the child. And there was a debate online about maybe she was depressed or maybe the dad of the child left her. Of which I understand those causes can make you angry, but you don't have to take them to the next level and hurt your child. Yeah. But eating your child? Yeah. Wow, that's another thing. It was actually very bad. Anyway, back to the part of the story that was really confusing for me. Yiboa, Sibo and Kirabo, the ending. Yeah, the ending. We weren't sure of how it ended, but it was a cliffhanger. Yeah, <laughs> but we we were told according to the book that Kirabo learned about the pregnancy and she tried to go and reconcile things with Gibwa. Mm-hmm. So when she went, Gibwa made made very insensitive yeah, comments. Comment about look at you, you are a man. You're rich. You're rich. You're you a have man. land. You are a man who is a woman. Yeah. Let me explain that phenomenon. It's for strong, I think strong women in different cultures, because even in my own culture, if you're a strong woman, you're like a guy. But in this instance, he was like, you're a man who is a woman. You get so strength and all of that is associated with masculinity. Yeah, so when Gibwa told her that, look at you, you have land, you have education, and you have CEO now as of the moment because mm. Theo was with them I don't think she was supposed to be saying I have like you have Theo because again <laughs> our feelings on this issue are <laughs> yeah because we've gone through the whole roller coaster yeah. of emotions with this guy so Kirabu is here trying to reconcile things and Gibo is not having any of it mm-hmm. and then she sent them away saying that she can't do anything about it so Kirabo was suggesting that they become coy, just like their grandparents. Yeah. (laughs) Because Theo was saying that 
his mom is raising the child yeah so when like the child, the child comes, becomes of age yeah he or she 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 Ab- she's called Abby. Abby. Uh, yeah she would come and stay with them and they'd live together but she was against the idea of Gibwa coming back because you know he was done with her yeah yeah after after the girl literally pushed out his baby he was like i'm done with I'm her done. Yeah, i'm done me i want kirabo <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah. want you anymore. I don't want you, you anymore. You have become a, you have mm. become a teenage mom. He has completely removed himself from the equation. I don't want you anymore because you've become a teenage mom and I feel like you're not educated enough da, 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 all those things. I feel like Gibbo was mistreated in this book. Mm-hmm, yeah. But at the same time I also felt like even for her she was quite mean to Kirabo. And Kirabo is our girl, she's one who is our protagonist. So she definitely is the one whose story we most resonate with. Yeah. And the question I asked you earlier, if it were you as we finish, what would you have chosen? Your man or my career? Yeah. Definitely would have chosen my career. And as the book says, like CEO had influenced so much of her of life. Her life, including her choice of yeah, course in uni, yeah. yeah. Uh, what she did in her A levels. Mhm. A lot. Yeah. So I would just tell her to choose her career because that's the one which will be getting her. The man has already betrayed you before. He would do it again. I think he will. Very easily. I think if there's a sequel to this book, mm. it's going to be Kirabo fell in love, decided to stay with that man and then it happened all over again. Oh my god, I hope not. I know that's <laughs> going to be the sequel. Anyway, uh ladies and gents, our listeners, that's been all from us. I'm with Lauren here in the studio. We've had a good time re-recording this podcast. <laughs> if you would rate this book from 1 to 10, what would be your rating? I would rate it an 8.9. Mhm. 8.9 <laughs> is our rating. But anyway, thank you for listening and do catch us on our next episode. Thank you. The views that have been shared here are expressly our own views and they do not reflect the views of Akili Dada or any other affiliate organizations. Chini ambuyu.